to the winner's circle. I'm Derek. I'm Cody. I'm Tiffany. Ooh, I love that. I love that. That's the first time we did that. We didn't even have to rehearse that one. We just nailed it first try. <laughs> Why'd you wink then, dude? Don't be doing that to us. He was winking at me. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking activity. So, guys, we don't. You can see the thumbnail. You can see the uh, the title there. This is a, an extended interview with with Taylor. We were lucky enough. CBS has been great to us all season. Lucky enough that we got to interview Taylor on finale night, which was awesome. But it was only about five minutes. And unfortunately, our girl over here was not available. She was on site reporting, getting the tea. <laughs> Getting all the inside information. We sent her out there as a double agent. She got all the stuff we've been talking. We'll talk about it further on some other episode. But but we got a five-minute thing with her, and we wanted to do something longer. CBS reached out to us and said, hey, you want a longer interview? You got it. I immediately, Tiffany, I called you right up. I was like, yo, we're good to go. So we did our interview. It was great. We just had it. Tiffany, any thoughts on the interview? It was. It's a pretty long one. So you guys get some, get some food, it get a drink. Great. It was great. It was great. It was a fun time. It almost was like just it it was just a conversation. We were just Mm -hmm. everybody's comfortable. I love how you weren't fawning over her at all. (laughs) Not even a little bit. No, I wasn't fangirling at all. None. None. (laughs) I love Tiffany may may or may not have crowned Taylor virtually immediately first as she should be. (laughs) Yeah. But I was going to give you guys a a comment. I was going to give you guys an accolade real quick. I want to say. Go for it. I think she felt very comfortable here. And I know the first time I came and talked to you guys and interviewed with you, I felt very comfortable here. So I want to say I love the environment that you guys, um, the energy that you provide for the guests, for me. And then now I'm a part of you guys. I I see. (laughs) I see Taylor. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, okay. I really okay. appreciate that because it's tough. I know what you're talking about. I mean, Taylor just was amazing. How, how that was such a good interview. I mean, the the one answer that she gave, I was like, wait a minute, did she just did she come up with that off the top of her head? Like, yeah, she, you could just tell how elegant she is and how r- ready to speak she is. She's like, even though I don't know that she's crazy prepared like that, I think she just has it. She's just one of those girls that just has it. Yeah, she really does. Oh, we're not going to waste your time. You didn't come here to listen to us. But, Cody, where should they be going right now? Because we have more interviews coming, and I, I feel like there's something we should tell them before we get into this. I'm, interview. like, so bad at this. Tiff, you know what? We're, yeah, we're, why don't you tell What them? should they be doing right now? Um, Tiffany? Yeah. They should be on the winner's circle. Um, <laughs> they should be. Tiff, you are the queen the of channel? doing yes. this immediately. Yes, they, you never they, miss they, it. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. You guys okay. should. Because I don't know. You should. You should head over to the Winner's Circle. We are on YouTube, we are on Apple, and we are on Spotify. And when you get there, when you get there, there's something I really, 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 really need you to do. I need you to like it. Please like it. I don't know if you even saw it if you don't like it. And then Mm. I need you to tell me what you thought about it. You can like it and you cannot like everything, but I need you to like it. But then tell me what you did or you didn't like and then subscribe. And my thing is, please share it. Share it with the world. Sharing is caring. I love to share except my men. Um, But I uh, even share them too. But like, subscribe, comment. And for me, guys, share. Thank you. YouTube, Apple, Spotify. All of it. All of it. All of it. it. We can't get enough of it. Guys, without further ado, here's our interview with the winner of Big Brother 24 and, for the first time ever, also America's favorite player, Taylor Hale. I just want to all hail Queen Taylor. 
all pun intended. I oh, yeah. I actually have something here for you, Queen. What you um, got? I, I have. I want to take this crown, even though you don't need it. You were born with a crown. Mm -hmm. I just want to acknowledge you and pass this crown to you, Queen. Bent <laughs> over a little bit. You yeah, got it. I can't but... believe I just saw that happen. Yes. Uh, you know I, I know. I want you on a panel to judge a pageant. That's how I'm going to make that happen. Please. Yep. I'm going to make that happen. Derek, Cody, Tiff. Taylor, Taylor I have something to tell you. Cody yeah. knows this. I just judged Miss Rhode Island and Miss Teen Rhode Island. Just oh my God, stop. Just did See, it. So your girls are in Miss USA this weekend. Yeah, I just crowned it. And I actually had Cody to I'm do so the mad, bro. <laughs> I had Cody to do the next one because I couldn't make it in New Jersey. Yeah. He, he, he didn't show up. I couldn't Don't tell do nobody. It. It's a, mm. Edit that out. I mean, no, I, you don't I not show up. So okay. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't just not show up. My time, my schedule didn't match up, and they were like, "Sorry, that doesn't work for us." And I was like, "Okay, sorry." Mm -hmm. I'm so bitter about that. Like, I it was, was fun. Really, it was. It was stressful, so but it was fun. That. Yeah, yeah, it is stressful. Well, I would Try love to judge a pageant. I would love to be a judge, but I just want to say, Queen, um, Beauty Queen, BB Queen, America's. Mm -hmm. Queen, Detroit mm -hmm. Queen. Honey, right. you are you got titles on top of titles. We need to see the rings, but we know we know you got them. You earned them. They were mad that I said you deserved it. Oh. You do. I don't take it back. You earned it. You deserve it. You're worth it. I do not mind sharing. I don't like sharing my men, although. But I will share. I will share this title of AFP love because you, my love. I all hail the queen. You deserve it. You have earned it. So let's get into it. Um, my sister, I have no idea if you know how uh, impactful you were to me in my own personal life, how uh, I looked at you, how I viewed you from the moment I saw this beautiful woman uh, from Detroit, from Michigan, from West Bloomfield, 20 minutes from me, going to be on Big Brother. I said, I didn't draft you because I didn't want to be biased and all that. I was trying to um, be objective <laughs> and I lost. And uh -huh. um, I... Um, I, I loved watching you. I hurt watching you. Uh, sometimes I was very pained. I wanted you to go home, not because I didn't want you to win, but I didn't want you to hurt. And I'm so glad that you didn't and you never gave up on yourself. And I really want to ask you, um, how did you, and I know you probably get this question, but um, for the women and not just the black women or the old women, because I'd want to make a statement that I don't think that you just um, are an example for black women. I think you are an example for all women. I think you just make a huge statement for humankind in the way you carry yourself. And how did you find the ability? What was it inside of you that gave you the push to stay and continue? I, I did not think that I would be someone that anyone wanted in this game. Like, y'all know, I'm a pageant girl, beauty queen. I got recruited to be in the game. And I know the fans are very, very particular about what type of people play the game, who deserves to play the game, who should be a good player in the game. Um, 
so coming in, I didn't think I'd have a lot of support from the fan base, but it was really important for me to earn it. But there are so many times where I felt like this, if I didn't have a why, none of this abuse would be worth it. And luckily I did have a why. I wanted to come. What was your why? My why initially was yes for black women to get to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just know the pattern of black women in this game. They are disregarded, discarded. They are cast away. Um, bullied, which is very similar to the experience that we have in the real world. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I can be the person who can carry that pile, those weights, if I can be the one that gets to the end and is actually victorious instead of being discarded, then this will be something that will change the game. And the journey evolved as I was in the game. I was carrying a lot, not just for Black women, but for all women who played the game. And I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of the men who watch this game also learn from watching my experience in this house. So, you know, it was the why that never let me give up because if I didn't have that why, I would have thrown wood stack and, and sat on that block and gone home easily. I got a question. Um, there, there was a moment where you were in the house earlier uh, in the game and you were in the bathroom and we mm. watched you uh, get emotional. And it, I remember going, is she aware of how people feel about her in the house? Because we couldn't tell if you knew that they were feeling a certain way about you and you just were like, either I'm aware of it and I don't care or I'm not aware of it. What was going through your mind that created that moment where you had to release what was ever was going on? What was going on? Yeah, you know, the thing about that house is that I'm sure I'm sure it was picked up, um, but for me personally, I am a constant checker in her, and not in an annoying way, but I just I'm very. It's easy for me to pick up on people's vibes and energy and be like, okay, something's slightly off, something's wrong, something's good. But even just being a house guest in that Big Brother house, nobody is really oblivious to anything. You can feel a shift in conversation and how people engage with you, you just feel that shift. And I started noticing that when I tried to engage conversations, I could just feel that people were rolling their eyes or laughing or getting up and walking out of the room. Or when I walk into a room and the hush happens, like that is something that you don't just feel in your head, but you feel it physically in your body. And I just remember I started calling and I'm getting tailored. I walk into a room and people stop talking, they walk away, like that is being tailored at that point. And I had to go in the bathroom and it was so silent in the house. And at that point, week one, I was there, 16 people all together. It should not have been quiet, but it was so representative of how alone I was. And that's when it hit me. I just remember I had to walk away from the backyard and go in the bathroom. And I don't enjoy crying. I'm not someone who cries often, but I had no choice but to release all of those tears because you feel so hopeless and I was so alone. And in that moment, I didn't know how ugly it was, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was being ostracized and something was going on. It's incredible what you did. Yeah, I think Taylor, that's something that, let's let's take the game out of it. And like, where did you find that strength? Because Tiff and I and Derek, we were all talking about it beforehand. Like you cried once and it was like, 
there are people that have gone through so much less and have been like stuck in the bed, not leaving the diary room in past seasons. And like, you, you were always there. You were just always out there. You didn't like hide from it. So like, where does that strength come from for you? Because I think that that's something, put the game aside, people can use what you, the strength that you have in their real life in an aspect business relationship. So I really want you to like touch on that a little bit. And I'm not gonna lie, I lost my why a little bit that first week. It's early. You want to have fun. You want to get to know people. And I felt so confident in other people's disabilities in the game. I felt I did probably foolishly think that there were other people who were more at risk than me. I thought that because Terrence was an older competitor, because Terrence was slower, I thought that they'd be more willing to evict him um, than so quickly put me up as a backdoor, not a backdoor replacement nom. Um, and just send me home. So I understood that I felt distance. I did not understand how deep the vitriol was that was against me. So if you want to talk about, yeah, you were very strong. I did not know how deep and intense it was. I just felt distance. Um, but, you know, you cry, you let it out, you feel your emotions in the, in the moment. And I did not go through a quarantined COVID tested sequester to lay in that bed all day. <laughs> I think for the season, I was laying in the bed some more, but I earned that one. <laughs> there was yeah. too, I got through so much. The process was too long to get there to give up that early in the game. I wasn't mm -hmm. going to do it first week and circumstances ended up being different with backstage, which I likely let's walk through it very likely would have been voted of the people on the block would have been voted to participate in backstage and seeing that comp, I would have bodied it. And I would have sent one of those horses. So like, <laughs> it could have worked, it would have worked out regardless, I but I would have had it. still a significant social game that I would have had to overcome had Paloma still been in the house. So oh, we don't say that name on here. I'm sorry. Mm. I didn't no. say that. <laughs> well, Cody, Cody talked a lot about taking out of the game, but I'm game 24 seven. It's everything I look at. It's like, how is it a strategy? How is she, how is she using it? And I do think you gave the greatest of all the seasons I've seen the greatest final two speech I've ever seen. And I wonder, I wanted to know where that came from because traditionally, as you pointed out, the, the attributes that are categorized and kind of considered when voting is competition wins. How many times did you stay off the block? Social game, jury management, right? We've heard these things every Resume, season and that's, yeah. that's kind of how they decide who to vote for. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like what you did, and I was saying this to Xavier when we were doing the, the after party, was yeah. that first off, you had two things you had to do. You had to first reprogram the jury members' brains to say, hey, listen, I know what you're thinking about maybe basing this off of, but how about this? This is what you should be basing it off of. It's not about those things. It's about resiliency. It's like the overcoming adversity. It's about perseverance. And then you said, with those things in mind, let's see what one of those boxes I check and Monty doesn't. And he was like, wow, okay. So what I want to ask you is, I know you wanted to win that final competition. I know you wanted that to be part of your resume to take Monty to the final two. So you could play up probably a little bit more that the competitions weren't as uneven as it ended up being. Yep. But what point did you decide, okay, that ain't going to work. So now I got to go a different route. Cause it doesn't sound like that speech was something you were planning from day one. Cause you didn't know that's the road right. you were going to, you were going to go down. So when did yeah. you decide, wait, I got to go back to the drawing board. I got to change the whole thing now. Cause I remember on the feeds one that you were saying, how do I win this? How do I, now that I haven't won, how do I get there? How do I get the W? So when was that for you? 
And why did you decide to go the angle that you did? Because it was brilliant. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, when you have nothing that people would look at with the traditional rubric, how many comps did you win? Who did you send home? Like, okay, I'm bored with that. That is a boring type of game. That is so played out. And sorry if that's how you guys want, but like Big Brother is not a nearly 90 day game just so you can have statistics. There's so many other elements that factor into you getting to the end, that factor into what qualifies someone as deserving, as worthy, as smart, intelligent, savvy, strategic. It's a holistic type of game. So if we're just using a rubric that says, check, check, check these boxes, I took that rubric and I said, fuck that rubric. (laughs) You definitely did. Yes, you did. You did that rubric. I I don't fit that rubric. So I have to reframe it. I have to reprogram the jury, like you said, even though I know that Monty has stronger personal relationships with the people on the jury. I need them to understand that this game, particularly the one that I had to play, because I I did not play the game that I wanted to play in this game. It was a game of survival. I didn't get a chance that game that I wanted to play. So I had to re-understand what type of game was I forced to play and how is that still impressive? And how can that change the course of the game in the future? And that's my argument there. It's about, you know, okay, you took shots, you got some blood on you, but I'm the one that got shot six times. Hmm. And I'm still here. Like I bled that's out, baby. That's good. I would want to go against you in the final one two. That sits myself up. That's it. That's all it is. It's I don't know if you're prepared about that or not. But I did. <laughs> and By the way, the thing, Blockbuster. The yeah, I call myself the blockbuster. Did you? That's was that just? Was that from the? Was that just off the top rip, or did you plan on saying that? I said in the DR one time. Okay. So uh, it, it I came don't think out. They pl- I don't think they played it in the DR though, did it? Because that was the first time. I mean, maybe okay. I missed it, but when okay. you said it, I was like, "Damn!" And she said, "Monty, you're next." I was just sorry, Monty. I'm like, oh, brutal. Hey, my respect goes off to you from a game perspective. For obviously, you went through a lot, but just strategically to come up with that, to create that narrative and to do it successfully. Cause 99% of the people would have tried to try to convince the jury that they did check those traditional boxes mm-hmm. and they would have lost. Cause they would have gone, no, mm-hmm. based on that matrix, he, he smoked it. Yeah. But you said, no, nah, no, 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 no. We're going to change it up. Yeah. And I don't even know how you defeat that as a future player. You can win all the comps. You could do all this thing, these things, but if you get someone like a Taylor sitting next to you, she still might slit your throat just because of the way they frame it. And it's it, from it the has front. And she said that week one. Yeah. <laughs> my my hat's off to you, Taylor, for sure. Thank you. That, that is, you know, um, my hat has been off, girl. It, it has since just, week one. That's why we said you had to get on here. <laughs> I, I, I want to know, like, um, do you consider playing this game to be one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life? Or has life prepared you for this game? And those are two questions, and I'd like you to answer both. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany gets what Tiffany wants, right? She does. She's the queen. She's running it. So I think it's a two-part answer that just they, you can't answer one without the other, right? Right. My life, my 27 years as of being a black woman in this country has to had to prepare me for different microaggressions, different experiences, different assumptions about me that I would have to navigate. I 
am not successful in this game if I don't have to navigate that stuff in my personal life. Because those are the tools that I have to go into the game. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand, and I knew this going in, that the game is a microcosm of larger society. And I didn't think that there would be an active, super racist, anti-cookout in the game. I didn't think that there would be any very overt strategy that would be targeting me as a Black woman. Um, but I do know the type of energy that I bring. I do know that I'm very confident, which is intimidating to people. And I do know that as a very confident Black woman, the perceptions that people will have about me. So I knew that I had to work really hard to break those down. And that's something that often happens in my real life. But that's because you have time to break that over. It happens very quickly in the real world, but that's because you have the time to let things happen quickly and then develop. You don't have that time in the Big Brother house. So the very first whiff that people have of me that I thought traditionally will go away, that's what was stuck and that's what was spun and that's what was used to drag me down. So yes, being in the Big Brother house probably was the hardest thing that I have to go through in my life because I had to readjust my natural responses in my personal life to the game. Mm -hmm. And things were made so personal and deep against me so very quickly in this game. And there are things that I did not know throughout the game until weeks after. There are things I still do not know about in this game. And that's why I'm so grateful for former players who've been very protective of me, who have been very defensive of me. Um, because I, I can't carry that weight. I know, I know it's a you're number one, you're number one right there. Trust me. <laughs> Sorry, girl, it was hard. It was hard for me this weekend. I said, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the game, it's so much harder because it, it literally is a pressure cooker and you're forced to make decisions for your own self-preservation. And you're not trying to be, in my case, I'm not trying to be a bad person. I'm just trying to play the game. But I also have to defend my character. I've had to do something that a lot of people in this game have not had to do to keep making it forward in the game while building and repairing those relationships so I could get forward. Those are just, you're not juggling tennis balls. I felt like I was juggling, like, not bocce balls, like actual weights, like kettlebells. Kettlebells. Bowling balls, yeah. There you go. Let's make them as big as we can. Bigger the balls, the better. So you saying that, um, you saying that, like, you know, or did you, you're saying you kind of knew that you had been isolated, right? So watching you, it it seemed like you went from being isolated to being insulated, but not like foolproof insulation though did you ever feel like that like I know I'm isolated but now I feel that I am a little insulated and if you did when was the moment that you felt like I'm in a good spot here besides being besides the leftovers forming was there ever a moment where you were like I was so isolated in this part, but now I'm looking and, hmm. Go for me. <laughs> and you know, I think that was more when, yes, the leftovers formed and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful mm-hmm. for the relationship I was able to build within that alliance. Mm-hmm. But what was very crucial about that was the fomance that I created with Joseph. 
Um, okay. And it was, don't, don't, don't say okay like that. Don't say okay like that. Follow-up <laughs> questions. She brought it up. She brought it up, guys. She brought it up. I said, foe. Everybody get your stuff out. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> I know y'all got receipts. Mm. But it was, I remember when I just pulled Joseph into the car room right before the leftovers were formed, and I just said, I just need a friend. There are not many people who are willing to just be my friend and to hold mm-hmm. space for me. And Joseph was immediately reprehended and interrogated for having yes. any well, for even at all, talking yeah. to me. I'm glad that he and wanted people, to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, people were so paranoid about me, which okay, gave me a lot of credit early in the game. I was not the <laughs> mastermind that they thought I was, but five, 10 minute conversation of me crying and saying, I just need someone to not hate me here for reasons that I don't even understand, right? Because I did not know right. what was going on. I just need a friend for Joseph to parlay that into the leftovers, bring me into this uh, alliance that were, there were some people who were very hesitant about me that I now know. In that alliance and moving forward with that alliance, I still needed to be integrated with the rest of the house. And Joseph had those relationships mm-hmm. that I broke very early or didn't mm-hmm. even have the chance to make. Yeah. So to stop him from being interrogated about me to stop those people from pushing Joseph away and instead bringing me in, I said, okay, let's make a fake showmance. Let's let people think that you and I are romantically involved because they love and respect you, which, you know, I had to use what I was given. I'd take lemons and turn it into lemonade. I had to attach myself to a man in this game, which I did not want to do, to be accepted by the rest of the house. But Joseph knew how to handle that responsibly. And I was granted access and more grace in the house than I had before I had this romance with Joseph. And that was able to be used and ultimately strategically for the benefit of the leftovers so we could get the five slaughters together and do this whole double agent thing. It ended up being a tool that was used not just for myself, but everybody else. Yes. Let me, let me jump in real quick. Don't forget your question, Cody. Mm-hmm. You created this romance with Joseph. And that allowed you to have relationships off of the relationships that he had. But then in your HOH, you considered putting Joseph on the block. Tell me, tell me more, sis. What's up with that? (laughs) Make it make sense. You know, I, I was so confident that Joseph standing in the house was not a threat to anybody else in the game. And we needed people to see me as a the strategic competitor that they really thought I was. I didn't have a chance to play that game. So with having power, we, our dummy selves, thought it would make sense to safely put Joseph on the block, make everybody think that I was trying to make a big move by cutting out my showmance and that the plan just so happened to fail. I would have gained respect and we thought that more people on the other side of the house would have wanted to work with me because I attempted to make a big move that they would have liked to see happen. Now, I did not know that there were people in my alliance who would have maybe taken a shot against the one person that I really needed. Have you seen Joseph? Have you seen Joseph Joseph? Mm -hmm. Because when Joseph started Josephing- Tell me me what comps he won. It's not that. We already just talked about this. We talked about this though. He has- he has other things about him that make him a threat besides winning competitions. Mm. And so he was viewed as a, a threat just because of his social connections. Which and his, and his appearance too, by the way. I and his appearance honest. too. 
I felt like Joseph was overlooked a lot of times because a lot of people thought they were manipulating him. When yes, they, they did. Yeah, that's true too. Because he would always be quiet. He would just be like, yep, I don't need to talk. Yeah. You're doing all the he, talking He for would me. keep his mouth shut and then he would come to me and his brain would just, the gears in his brain move so much faster than mine do. I will say that right now. And I knew that he could not just be a personal trainer because he was way too smart and planning all these long thought out plans. I didn't think he was a lawyer, but he had long-term strategies that would work to benefit me. So I was like, something, something else is up here. But again, it shows where my standing was in the house, where my relationships were, where I severely underestimated that people were starting to look at Joseph as a threat. I thought he was just playing a good middle game and people still felt like they needed him in this house. So I could try to make a big move and then let it fall apart. Yeah. So thank God that is not what we ended up doing. Mm. And for my own personal sanity, I couldn't actually put him on the block. That's not something <laughs> yeah. that I ever actually would yeah, have we, done. We saw yeah. that too. So, we could see. We so could see. we wanted to, because I know you've had you had the Us Weekly interaction interview with Joseph. So we've seen your relationship, right? We all we can ask like the basic question of like jailer is jailer a thing, but I kind of want to go a little bit deeper because I felt the hardest part about watching you early on was that. I felt you had a good heart and watching how you were treated was hard to watch like a kind hearted person be treated that way. What has drawn you to Joseph on like more of a personal level? Obviously you just explained to us the game, right? He's a brilliant mind. You want to find somebody that can compliment you, which is a great game strategy. But outside of that, your relationship outside of the house has been very cute, very flirty, very fun. It could just be a friendship or it could be something more, but, what has drawn you to Joseph on a more personal level? Well, he's definitely a lot more introvert, oh my God, extroverted than I am. And I need okay. someone to literally drag me out of my bed <laughs> and mm. force me to be in front of other people. I will kick and scream about not wanting to be in front of people and will get me there and I will admit that I have a good time. But Joseph and I are just fucking clowns. Like we clown each other all day. <laughs> I feel happy and light and bright when I'm around him. It is easy to be myself when I'm with Joseph and it was very hard to be myself when I was in the house so mm. Joseph and I played very similar games in the house we led with a why we led with not wanting to sacrifice our integrity in the game and I told him early on like I felt like he and I would be a Janelle and a Kaser like friendship maybe romantic whatever it is that's someone that I'm going to be tied to forever because he and I just were so protective and loving of each other and you know was he my Achilles, my Achilles heel in the game? Yes. Am I happy that Dire Fest happened? No, but it was probably good for me that he did go home that week. But when it comes to our relationship outside of the house, like we are just people that see each other as people. We are people that did not um, belittle or hurt people in the game. And so we have the freedom and the space to just ride this wave of positivity and laugh and have fun with each other. And yeah, we've had some more serious conversations that started in the house and it's because he's made it easy to not feel guilty about my experiences where other people have other people have well that's that's a good because listen we only have about five minutes left with you but we got to ask you some mm -mm. drama questions right like we got to do it i want to keep her <laughs> so i want to keep her <laughs> we uh we've we've learned through our sources and our Sorry. social media deep dive basically mm -hmm. that you guys are all living under the same roof right now most of you guys are at todrick which by the way 
hats off to you because I love that's my brother right there. And I couldn't wait to get home and get away from these people after the show ended. But that being said, it brings up this interesting scenario because it looks like you guys have started watching the show together, which on most seasons wouldn't be that big of a deal. But the way you were treated in the show and how it was shown to the audience, that's really awkward uh, for them, not necessarily for you. So I have to ask a couple of specific things because I know you could probably talk about a lot. There was a clip that came up later in the show on finale night, which you probably haven't gotten there yet. Maybe you've seen it though, where Monty okay. kind of pulled a, his hands away from you. Like there was a, a clip that went crazy where you reached out for him and it looked like he thought it went to commercial break. He pulled away from you. Some people were calling him out for that. We didn't ask him about it. We got canceled for it. And Ooh. then also the obvious thing with Daniel and Nicole being in the same house, watching the show together, have those conversations started to happen where you're breaking down what actually transpired because we crushed them on the outside, but they need to hear it from you as well. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we are not watching the whole season together. Good call. Uh, That's exactly, a, probably as a good they, decision. As they, as they should not. And you probably too hide the knives. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've had a whole summer begging for a box of knives. I'm not hiding any knives. Mm -hmm. No. Right. Uh, I think you, know, you guys should stream you guys watching the show because you could charge for that and everybody's buying. Well, you know, Indy went live. Indy went live when we watched that first episode. Oh, we know. Like you I know, said, we got our sources. We got our sources. The Indy. first, uh, the live movement is fun. The live movement is what type of character was everyone supposed to be here and who do we know them as? So that was fun to watch. It was fun to finally see the comps that we didn't get to see and see our reactions to the photos on the memory wall. That was just a good time. I had the remote the whole time. What can I hold? I'll hold my I'll hold my eyeliner like it was a remote. So I'm sitting there. I had the remote the whole time. We're watching on Paramount Plus. Credits nice, start rolling. Nice plug. Nice plug, Taylor. Good job. <laughs> Credits start rolling. And you know how these streaming services autoplay starts. The time is ticking. You see that bar and you see everybody else granted. Where's the remote? Where's the remote? Well, where, where, where's the remote? And I just go, pause. No, they oh, did no, not no. want you to watch. No, yeah. no, because they, they know people who yeah. are on people who are in the jury okay. house. No. How do how do you feel though right now? You've got these people living with you. You don't know everything, but you've heard some things. They're coming to you. They're I'm sure they're groveling and apologizing. I don't know if they you tell me if you feel that they would be having the same conversations with you had you not won that they're having with you now. Mm. But I want to know. Oh, I was about to cuss and Cody was about to cancel me. About to get Forget about them for a minute. Come on, guys. Forget about them for a minute. I want to know how do you feel? Like you have, we have watched you have to swallow, bite your tongue, leave things, you know, uh, just, just rise above, suppress emotion, suppress what you want to say, suppress how you want to feel because you know what's watching, you know what's on the line. Now you won the prize and I know you have the money and having the money feels amazing. But how do you really feel being in the same environment with the people who try to take you out, not out of the game, but they tried to lower your self-esteem. They tried to belittle you. They tried to diminish your character. They tried to sabotage you. They talked so much about you. And now they're in your face, living in a house that no one has to be in, but you were invited and welcome there. And I'm sure they were invited to by. So anyway, how do you feel? And how are you handling this? Because 
you're such a woman of grace and poison. I know I ain't let you answer the question yet, but I want to take all you the stuff away from use. you that you're going to try to say. <laughs> I off. know that <laughs> I know that you um, have uh, you, you have, you are a classy woman and you have handled so much adversity that you know what to do, but how do you really feel? Do you feel like doing that shit? Cause I will come back. I'm sorry. Come on, Birmingham. Calm down. <laughs> how do I really feel? How are you, you handling know, this? It's I am. I got the HOH. I, I got the master bedroom. We call it the HOH. Yeah, I got I the, you do. It's a big old HOH and it has a lock on the door. Mm. Um, so I will say I did watch episodes two and three for myself. Mm. Okay. And that has colored a lot. Mm. I will also say I have been tagged in individual by name threads of all the things people have said about me on live feeds. Mm-hmm. there is a lot and I, I've not intentionally sought it out I like seeing the jokey things and the funny things and the memes and then every now and then one will just pop up and I'm like oh noted yeah yeah for me I know Tiffany you're different you built this be different girl let me be me I won't be, be you mm-hmm. I will never be the one to approach someone and say this hurt me you did this because everyone has access to the same information mm-hmm. whether it's the feed clips or it's the show everyone has access to the same information and everybody for the most part understands what they did in that house mm-hmm. if there are people who are willing to approach me and own their shit mm-hmm. the worst of it the surface level of it all of it mm-hmm. if they're willing to come to me and apologize without being prompted by me I am willing to take that and say, okay, give me space to digest everything in my own time. I at least want to have the relationship with these people to be able to say, this is how this makes me feel. This is how I feel about you as a person. And yes or no, I'm interested in continuing a relationship with you. That's where I'm at. But there are times where I'll come back. Look, I got long days, y'all. I do a lot of press. I got to go out and do a lot of things in LA. I've I'm tired. Like I've not mm. slept. I've not been taking care of myself in the way that I should. Mm. And there are days where I come back to the house and people that I do not want to see mm. hanging out in the living room and they come right to my face and they're hugging me, holding my hand, trying to take selfies. And thankfully Joseph was in the same boat with me. He will literally pull me away and send me upstairs or I would just go upstairs. Yeah. And I lock that door because there are people that I do and do not want to see. But I have the space to do that. And it's a whole mm. lot of space. So, you know, Nicole has owned her shit and taken accountability and apologized and told me that I don't have to accept any of that. But there is a baseline where we can rebuild that relationship. Jasmine has done that. Indy has done that. And she's been very active on social media, responding to comments, doing all of that. So, you know, top, Amira has done that. There are people that, sorry. I said, good. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who are doing that without being prompted. And that is what I ask for. I just wanted to say something because it's based off what you just said. First off, we talk about big brother being a microcosm for society and, and we're all right. A lot of what's going on in the outside world, you see a magnified experience of that in big brother. But what you just said, Taylor, as far as 
being able to hear people out. And if they genuinely take accountability, considering forgiving them, maybe you don't, but at least hearing them out and considering forgiving them is astronomical because I'll tell you what, social media, they love you. Everybody does. But this world we live in right now with cancel culture, it's like, if you screw up, you're not, you can't make a mistake in this world. There's no forgiveness. You make one mistake, you're done for life. And to see personally, we all saw millions of people saw what you went through. And for you to have that type of reflection less than a week out, people need to take that into consideration too in their own lives. If they're going to look at Big Brother as a microcosm for behavior, look at it as a microcosm for forgiveness too and how she's doing it because that is a prime example of what we all need to do. There is a chance to hear people out. And if you genuinely believe what they're saying, Maybe there's an opportunity to mend those bridges and maybe there's an opportunity for them to turn their lives around and become better people. So thank you for saying that because it was unprompted and everyone loves you. And if you love this woman, then take her advice because she's a walking, talking example of how we all should be in the outside world. She was treated poorly and she's still willing to hear people out. Far as the game's concerned, you're an amazing representation of what the season is. And more importantly, it's corny to say, I see it every year, but I mean it. There's such a small group of us that played this game that understand what it's like to be in there. And I'm so proud to have you as part of our family. And more importantly, I'm proud to have you as part of the winner circle because you're a great winner. You deserved it. And uh, like I said, I just want to welcome you to the winner circle. And that's my final words. Extremely proud of you. And, and, and I appreciate you talking to us again today. And I'll let Cody and Tiffany say what they have to say, obviously. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say always continue to keep your guard up because what Derek just mentioned, social media also has a fun way of causing people to say what they think they that they what they think should be said. Mm-hmm. And there's a phony in that as well, I feel, you know, and so you know, I'm gonna tough. say something. I'm gonna say something a little controversial right now. if you do something bad, if you do something vile, if you hurt people, you should be told this is what you said, this is what you did. Go sit in your corner with a dunce cap and look at what you did. But I also think that there's a second component that we're not doing. We need to bring people in. Because if we leave them in that corner, then you're just putting a bunch of dunces in the corner. I think the social media platforms have caused people to say what they think outsiders want to hear when Mm -hmm. in all actuality, that that to me seems a little bit phony. And I think there's a phoniness to that. But I think, honestly, quite frankly, you have a great judge of character. And if somebody says something phony, you'll probably be like, oh, thank you for the apology. We ain't saying shit to you ever again. So yep. I would say just continue to have your guard up. It's just, I mean, but do I really have to say that to you? I think you're good on your own, girl. You're, you're straight. Like, you're good. So, and I appreciate what you just said there. Because I think that's something that a lot of people need to understand is that I think when you put a dunce in the corner and you leave them there and continue to like, you know, throw things at them and never allow them to grow that causes resentment. And then there is no learning. And then it's just continuing to resent. And then they pass that along to their kids who then pass it along to their kids. And then mm-hmm. the, it just, it never ends anyway. Yeah. So I appreciate your, um, your sentiment there, Taylor. You're, I mean, you've held yourself with class, so I'm not surprised Agreed. in the slightest. Thanks. Um, I, I hope it goes without saying, I adore you. You belong, you are my family. You are a part of the Big Brother family. Um, you are a part of just my Detroit family. You are a part of the cookout. You are connected to me in so many ways. I don't even know if you know. Um, I'm here for whatever you need. But I do want to say to you, um, continue being you. Don't, you know, you have, you got here because of 
who you are, these people will try to change you. The, the, the fans are very fickle. Protect your, protect your peace of mind. You've gone through enough. Don't let anyone tell you how you should handle anything because if anybody knows best on how to handle it, it's you. You have handled everything um, the way you want it to and you have come out on top with that. I also went through, um, I went through ridicule though with forgiving and hearing my cast out because of um, the things that were said and done to me. And so I stand with you in, if you've, if I've been wronged by you and you come to me and you have conversation with me and I feel like we can grow and we can go somewhere, I am willing to hear you out. I'm glad that they are allowing you the opportunity to do it yourself and handle it the way you want to handle it. And I think you're doing a phenomenal job. Um, Take time to tailor this life in this that we, we get jump into for BB. It, it keeps going. And I told you, like, I'm still going from a year ago. I still ain't got, got no sleep. <laughs> okay. Right. Just take time to you. Take time to you. You got a lot more money than me, though. So you ain't probably got to give them work. I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. <laughs> yes. Wait till, wait till the tax man comes for you, Taylor. They ain't gonna, That's you ain't the first thing that. to do it. Taxes. I do not advise nobody to pay off their student loans. Don't pay off them student loans. Pay them mugs and in increments and keep that money in the bank. You're going to always owe somebody. Pay them later. Don't worry mm. about that. Keep that money in the bank. I love you. I cannot wait to hug you again. Um, you got this. You are the queen we 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 deserve. Like I, I love that. And I said it a long time ago. I said, I, I need her to win this. I needed you, I needed you to win it because I hope no other person has to go in that house and experience what you did. And um, I am glad that you were rewarded healthily for that monetarily, but I don't, I'm glad that it's not weighing on you emotion. And I hope it's not, but these are people, your house guests who you look to have uh, an extended friendship with some of them. And you will just, and I need people to also understand that big brother is, is the, is a franchise and it's a business. And there may be people that you don't like, and you don't want to be around and you don't want to see, but there are times where we're all going to be together. We're all going to be in the same room. And just because you see that, or you see us photographed together, doesn't mean that we're best friends. Fans are not able to separate the business from the personal, but I'm telling you, this is a business and I know you know that. And so the way you're handling this and the way you're allowing people the opportunity to redeem themselves with you is great because we will continue to do things together, those of us who want to. And people do want to be embraced and they want to be welcomed. I hope everyone um, allows themselves the time to come and apologize to you because as I told you to your face, you owe nobody nothing. If I find out you apologize to anybody, you gonna have to answer to me. Okay. Okay. Oh, Tell your shit. mom, I love her. I hope your mom knows that I am a different breed, but I hope she knows I love you. I will, I will always protect you. I will never uh, be a bad influence. Because my mom was trying to fight people up and down. Okay. okay. My mom was, you know, my people were trying to say hi to my mom and she made a step forward and was pointing that finger. She was ready to fight on that camera. So y'all we, we asked the wrong questions. She got those. <laughs> Taylor, where can they find you on social media? Although your social media is popping, where can they find you on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff? Where can they keep up with you if they don't already know? 
Yeah, I'm a total clown on Twitter, so you can follow me at T Mackenzie H. That's T M A C K E N Z I E H. And then on Instagram, you can find me at the Taylor Mac. So M A C K for Mac. And that's really where I am, the Taylor Mac on TikTok. But you're just gonna find some like Magic Mike lap dances from before I was in the house. So that's not. Hey, uh, yeah. Taylor, I'm bringing you back. You will be back on my channel. I love mm -hmm. Derek and Cody, but we're gonna have some girl time together on the Winter Circle very soon. Absolutely, Taylor. Taylor, welcome to the Winter Circle. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay.